Good afternoon. Welcome to the Healthy Indoors Show. I'm your host, Bob Krell, publisher of Healthy Indoors Magazine. And today we have, we have an interesting show. We're going to be uh, talking about an upcoming event uh, that we're uh, heavily engaged in with Healthy Indoors. We're a media partner for the IAQ and Energy 2020 conference uh, from the Maine Indoor Air Quality Council. Uh, it's an event we've been involved with for the past, uh, well, quite a few years, but uh, the last two years in 2018 and 2019, we uh, did a live stream, uh, created a hybrid event for them from their in-person event that's uh, been held in Portland, Maine for a while. Um, this is a, a regional event that's, I, I've always loved this event in the industry because this is a regional event that brings national caliber speakers to kind of a boutique setting. So for this year, things have changed a little bit. Um, the, we'll be talking about that today. The event is totally online. Uh, it'll be held October 27th through 29th, so it's coming up soon, and uh, we're really excited. Uh, uh, Joe and I are actually going to be moderators for the event, um, and we will uh, Healthy Indoors will be hosting and uh, running the the backbones of this thing. So, with us today, joining us are two of uh, two individuals from the Maine Indoor Air Quality Council and from the uh, they're, they're on the planning committee. Uh, we all serve together on that. So, um, without without further ado, let me do an introduction here. Um, yeah, Aaron Boutenow uh, is the technical manager of the I Indoor Air Quality uh, Laboratory for Northeast Laboratory Services. I got it. Well done. <laughs> I know, that's a really long title. It is you a know. long title. <laughs> and and well, welcome again, and uh, you're, she's coming from the great state of Maine somewhere, right? Yep, um, Okay. And also with us um, is Steve Caulfield. He's the president of Building Turner Sciences and Design, LLC. <laughs> that was all memory. I don't have my teleprompter. Uh, it's just it's one science, Bob, but we're okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, uh, th this is this is Bob in, uh, you know, I, recording or coming from you uh, or coming to you remotely uh, without my studio and all the uh, trappings of teleprompters and great help. So without a safety net and in the co-pilot seat, as usual, um, is the healthy building scientist from Hayward Score, the ever present, um, always con uh, controversial and probing probing yeah that doesn't sound right joe medosh get your prompter get your kids right? right it's like <laughs> don't let me go without a prompter the stuff that comes out of my mouth is awful so um this is cool we're less than two weeks out from the event in fact i looked at the uh the website has a countdown ticker which scares the living bejesus out of me because you know it's now down under 12 days which i find horrifying uh and exciting at the same time yeah so we're excited, right? Are you guys excited for the event? Yes, but uh, every day I wake up and I say, okay, how many things do I have to do before the conference comes? And, you know, yesterday it was four and today it's six. And, you know, it just, <laughs> there are many things that need to be put in place personally, you know, because I'm on the planning committee. I'm doing a pre-recorded session. I'm doing a live session. I'm also moderating. And, and I don't know, I've got, oh, and I'm an exhibitor. So I have to get all those balls in place in less than two weeks. <laughs> Listen, I get it. Aaron, you're in a similar situation, right? It's not like we don't have jobs too on the yeah. side. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but thankfully I think it's gonna be really fun this year. And I've been utilizing it to talk to other people about the event and be, everyone's just excited about it. So I think it's like those, uh, nerve jitters that's been going on lately for me and just being really excited to see it all come together but like Steve's saying it's coming down to the wire so it's getting more nerves but excitement too. So I mean this you know it, it's a different incarnation uh, being a totally online uh, live streamed event uh, but we've been live streaming for two years two previous uh, sessions so we've had people from all over the country and literally virtually all of the world attend uh, the 2018 and 2019 event. Uh, but that was different because we were, we were all in one venue. Uh, the presenters were coming to the stages. We were we were there with camera streaming from there. So it was it was really a normal event with just a TV crew streaming it. This is now this is a format like many other events have adopted. Right. Totally online. We're all coming from different places like we're doing today. Um, so is there I mean, what are your feelings about that? You know, the change of format. And, and what prompt what prompted the Maine Indoor Air Quality Council to uh, you know pull this move? Because you guys made this decision six months ago. 
Yeah, so in April, we recognized that there was um, Changes a good for- chance, a good chance that we'd have trouble putting the pulling this off live. Um, but, you know, the benefit was that you had been partnering with us to live stream our conference for two years. So that gave us the confidence to say, okay, let's just incorporate all the goodness of being in Portland with all the technical ability of being online. Um, and it has taken probably three times as many meetings to get to this point as the live event, because we've been doing that for 20 years. So we know what to do. You know, um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes into putting this together online. Well, one thing that I will comment, having been on your uh, planning committee for the last three years now, right, for these events, mm-hmm. um, you guys put a lot of time in, a lot of volunteer time in on the, on the back end of this, this project every year, mm-hmm. uh, more than any other association I have ever worked with in my career. I have never, you know, there's there's larger organizations that have a paid professional staff doing it, and they probably put in similar hours, but that's paid staff. But you guys, as a volunteer committee, meeting almost every week for months and months and months, I've just never seen that type of commitment on an event before, I'll be honest. I would say we have really, we have really good board members and committee members for this, and all of us are so passionate about this industry as a whole. I mean, it's such a complex industry and there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of different avenues it can be in and i think having a group of individuals who are compassionate about that industry i think makes it not only a better event but more willing for us to volunteer our time because of how important it is to us you know that's what oh sorry joe go yeah so one of the things that uh, always was appealing to me was that most conferences are energy or most conferences are iaq Um, And you guys have been the one to reach out and say, you know what, there's really not a separation here. These are always integrated. They're, you know, the the house as a system is kind of like built into your conference. So I've always thought that it was a great approach that many of the people that are are in the industry are able to talk, you know, out of both sides of their mouth with what's happening and what's impacting Mm -hmm. the occupants and the energy bills and everything. So uh, kudos to you guys for actually doing that from, from a long time ago. That's really great. Yeah, we really believe in our slogan of buildings are for people. You know, it's not just one thing. It's many different things, and we're building it as a healthy environment for anyone who lives in there. I mean, my first experience with your event was back in 2013 when I got invited to present. And, um, you know, I, I was I'd always, you know, watch the event from afar, but it was like, oh, that's a long drive to go to an event. You know, it, it, you know, and, and I didn't really want to fly to Portland, but you know, I got there. and I was like, wow. This is like this event has better content than the national events, and yes. I, I felt that right from the first time I was there. And Joe's been a presenter there for the last couple of years as well. It's this is do not for for one minute, you know, those of you who are watching the show right now think that this is you know this is some small regional uh, event. It, it it has a regional flavor, but it is absolutely uh, national slash global content. It always has been. There's very few sessions that focus on uh, regional or local stuff. It's all national content. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things that's different about our organization than a lot of others is, you know, I go to conferences where it's heavily into research into indoor air quality, or it's about um, assessment and remediation exclusively. And we bring in, people who are facility managers, people who are architects, people who are engineers, in addition to remediators and assessors and researchers. Um, it's just a wide assortment of people um, that come to the conferences and present at our conference. So it's, uh, it's, it's really a broad um, scope that you know, we tried to maintain over the years. Well, you touched on something there too. Uh, we're, some conferences are very academia heavy and talk mm-hmm. in theory and not practical use. One thing I have noticed is most of your sessions, I wouldn't say all, but most of the sessions are very practically oriented. You know, they're act, you know, an attendee or, you know, a participant comes away with actionable information, you know, from, from most of the presentations, which many, many conferences aren't, aren't that way. So that's big. Yeah. And that, you know, that starts with, with the people we try to get to present. Um, there are, a lot of them are 
practicing in their field. You know, we, we get the theoretical every once in a while and, and certainly we'll have some, you know, some keynotes at this, uh, at this uh, event that, that uh, are more high level looking at, but there are an awful lot of sessions that you're right. They're, they're good practical information. One of the things I wanted to head down a path early on this call was let's talk about the council and what you guys are doing. Um, why don't you just, I'll leave it at that. Why don't you describe what is the main indoor air quality council um, in general? Like how many people, what's the organization and what are you doing as your outreach? Erin, you want to take a stab? I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so the council, it originally started with the state of Maine. Um, and our executive director, she would actually, she was the Maine Indoor Air Quality Council for the state of Maine. And eventually as time went on, the state didn't want to fund it anymore. Um, but we became a nonprofit because Christy knew that this was really valuable for not only just the state of Maine, but for any state, you know, the same good best practices principles can be applied to any state. Um, and she noticed that there was a lacking of that education and resources and guidelines um, for any person in this profession to follow. Um, and so we have all these great, like Bob said, we're all volunteers um, to this nonprofit on the board. And what we do is we believe in best practice principles. And so we set guidelines that people can follow. Um, like we just worked on a project for mold and rental properties, mold and moisture and we used an EPA grant to fund that project. And we went through and we trained what different either um, investigators to go in like public health officials or as an actual tenant, what you can do or as a property manager, what can you do to reduce mold and moisture um, in rental properties to make it a, self, a safe and healthy building environment for people. And we take kind of that values of buildings are for people and apply that in through education and outreach. And we do different fundraising events for that. Like um, we have the radon mitigation fund. We find a low income home that has a radon problem. And we'll actually just have this fundraiser event called the 5K, an indoor insanity 5K that just raises funds so that we can put in a radon mitigation system into someone's home who's dealing with radon. Um, so not only is it education, but it's actually taking those practices and applying them to people's homes and making sure people are living in a healthy environment. Yeah, I, th I think it's huge, you know, again, what, what you guys do with limited resources, because you really do have limited resources and you seem to really uh, make an impact with it. And again, I, you know, I just back to the, you know, the events and this is it's been branded iaq and energy since 2018 it was always the well it had several different names right it's had different names over the years yeah i mean it was just the annual conference for years um it was the i don't know the, the indoor air quality conference but yeah we we sort of together bob branded it <laughs> um but that was you know that that came out of a lot of the work that we were doing we used to have uh, a seminar um, at one point in the year that was just um, energy efficiency and indoor air quality that was focused mostly on energy efficiency and how it impacted indoor air quality. And then we would have an indoor air quality conference that was separate. And we said, well, you know, what are we doing? Why don't we put this all together um, and just have one bigger show, basically? There it is. That's the website. Um, you can actually, um, you know, again, access, uh, access the, the uh, program, the information about the event at iaqandenergy.com. And then the word and is spelled out. So it's iaqandenergy.com. Um, you are able to uh, access uh, information about the event. You're also uh, able to uh, sign up and register. And what's really cool about this, unlike a lot of uh, events, uh, in-person events that you you know would have to maybe plan well in advance, right? You have to travel somewhere, get an airline ticket, get a hotel room. That that's challenging sometimes, right? You know, you you can't just spur the moment say I'm going to go across the country. Well, yeah, was well, challenging financially too. And, and now it's especially challenging because you have to wear a mask on your face and you risk uh, getting COVID-19 by going to an event. That's not a good thing. Uh, to me, I know even your, your event's great, but like, I really am not going to risk my life to be at your event. It's just, 
Sorry, you know, it's just, you know, but, or anyone else's event for that matter. Uh, but what's cool about this is you literally could sign up. The event starts at 11 a.m. on the 27th uh, Eastern time, and you could sign up at 10.59 and actually attend the event. I'm saying don't wait till the end. You'll scare everybody. You know, you see the bean counters are looking at the numbers. You know, if they see like a thousand signups in the last second. <laughs> well, Bob, the same thing could be said for attendees. You don't have to pay for the expense. The same thing is for any of our exhibitors and presenters. That's why you see that our live stream sessions are from people all over the globe, not even just the United States. Um, you know, you're getting the best exhibitor because it doesn't cost the company to have that person from one branch to come and meet with this other person in branch and fly together. It's just not what a virtual event is able to do. And we've told all of our exhibitors, you know, take advantage of it being virtual, get your best of your best from whatever branch and make them come together and give the best amount of demos, the best amount of information to the exhibitors and or the attendees and attendees can do the same. That's an important a point to note too with the virtual exhibit hall. So yes, you know it's similar to other events in that there is a landing page for you know the, first of all there's a, a exhibit hall floor plan that has all the booth uh, booths listed there with the logos and when you click on a booth you end up on a page for that exhibitor. But then it, then it gets a step a step further and it's a big step further. Um, all the exhibitors or many of the exhibitors will have a live Zoom meeting. During the, event, during the event hours on the 27th through the 29th this month, where you can actually drop into a meeting just like you're watching here, and you can directly interact with uh, their representatives, which is really huge. So, you know, uh, forward-thinking exhibitors are going to be doing, like you mentioned, Aaron, live product demonstrations. Um, you know, it's a lot of opportunity for interaction and demonstrations that way. In some ways, actually more than you would have at an in-person event because you really have no limitations, right? As an exhibitor, you could have representatives from all over the world uh, hosting your booth and not having to travel to uh, the venue to do that. That's uh, true. And but there's a stigma, right? Steve, you're also an exhibitor. And I think a lot of exhibitors, I, I see this, you know, as a producer of these events that, and, and having been an exhibitor for years, right? At, at conferences all over the country. Um, that exhibitors are reluctant because they think, oh, we can't get the engagement. You know, we can't get, we can't get engagement. What do, what do you say to that? Well, I mean, in addition to the, um, the live Zoom room, which, you know, you can talk face-to-face, -face, there are a, a number of ways through our vendor booths that um, you can engage with people who are there just like in a normal conference, you know, where they just come by your booth and want to pick up information. There's a place on their page where they will have information uh, on their various products or services. Um, there's also um, what we call the virtual fishbowl, um, where they can drop off their, their contact information uh, in exchange for a chance to perhaps win some um, wonderful prize, and Erin was telling me what she's what she's got going for the last day. Um, I won't say anything but lobster. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, um, it, I think you just said and, something, but okay. <laughs> it was, and there's the ability to have um, live uh, updates of social media feeds from the vendors uh, right there on the page. So. You know, it, it appeals to both the people who have direct questions, want to go in there and talk to somebody, find out more about the products, but also um, the casual, you know, person walking by who just wants to pick up some information, learn something, all the contact info will be there. Yeah, and they can also grab, they can grab literature. A lot of the exhibitors will actually have PDF downloads. And again, if you want to be more passive, like you mentioned, Steve, there's a, there's a contact form, right? you know, that you can just click and, uh, you know, send an email, an, an auto email sender, which, you know, if you don't want to go into a room as an attendee, you, you don't have to, you know, you can, you can reach out to the exhibitors that way, just conventionally. Right. And, and I guess I forgot about um, part that you put in, which was that they can, ex they can schedule a meeting for later. Um, you know, a time that if they want to have a one-on-one -on -one discussion, they don't want to go into a room where there might be, you know, five or six other people talking. Um, you can set up those meetings straight from the vendor page. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's for Zoom meetings. Yep. That, right. There's, yeah, many, all of the deluxe booths in this event have that ability to uh, schedule, automatically schedule or have an attendee 
hit a button and automatically schedule a one-on-one Zoom meeting uh, on the uh, exhibitor's calendar, which is really cool. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and that can be forward. The other thing we should mention is that the trade show will stay open for a year. Um, probably won't, you know, I, I assume most vendors won't have an active Zoom meeting going on all the time, but the actual content and the ability to reach out and still, you know, uh, schedule and, and interact with them will still be there. So it, that's neat. This is, this is not just going to uh, disappear. Yeah, yeah, not, and, oh, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking as an exhibitor, uh, you know, I don't need to have people pay to see my booth. Um, the council did a really great thing and they segregated the educational piece from the vendor space. And so that I can have any person I want, maybe they can't, don't want to attend the event and they just want to meet me as a representative of my company. They can visit my page, get whatever they want and schedule that meeting. Um, and it's not like the council set idly to not get people to join that meeting. They have fun side events like a scavenger hunt where they can only sign up by coming to see my booth. Like the council is actively thinking of how to get people to come into your Zoom room and feel comfortable. Uh, I think that's really valuable as an exhibitor. And that's really, that, that's two really good points. You know, the fact that it is open to everyone uh, and that's unique to most events. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of online events have been involved with a lot of them in the past couple of years. And that's, this is the first one I can think of that the exhibit hall is wide open to everybody. That, that is unusual. And I think it's smart because again, you're trying to give these exhibitors ROI. Um, the other thing that's really neat is that the council, I believe, is very seriously intent on driving people to click that button and engage with the exhibitors. And that's the hard part. You know, I, I have to be honest, you know, as a producer, I, I acknowledge the fact that I think, I think the one impediment to be an exhibitor in the online world, right, a virtual event, is getting the attendee to land in your booth and click the button to engage. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to have clickbait. There's, there's no question about it, right? Because we, and an in-person event, you walk down the aisles and if somebody's, you know, waving their arms and doing something exciting, they'll get your attention. But in this case, you have to actually get them to do that first. So I, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, but this is a, it's just a new thing for everybody. So not just the vendors, it's a, for attendees, whatever, but uh, this will be around for a while because um, you could see the benefits of having that kind of concept. So a lot of times there's a sessions are going on when we had, you know, real live events, people roam over to the booth. And if there was a way for them to, you know, interact with a, another method, they didn't have to go over to the booth. They could have actually interacted with somebody on their tablet, their phone, something to find out. So sometimes vendors have to leave early. They're in a session. So I think there is this, we're going to end up with this merging uh, uh, overlap that's going to happen once we actually physically come back, that there will be somebody that you can contact back at the home office at any time. So I, I think it's not just going to be like, well, we do this temporarily. I think when we finally come back, there's going to be this unique uh, hybrid approach to a variety of this online access and online vendors. And um, I can see a kiosk kind of a booth where there's somebody like me, you know, at the booth saying, hey, how's it going? Because I could, I, could I could see who's in front of it and see, do you have any questions? And, um, and, and do a lot of inter interactive um, things right there at a booth. And I physically wasn't even there. So I think there are some things that are going to come our way that we couldn't even imagine yet. Technology is just begun with what we can do remote and virtual. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we haven't really <laughs> fathomed the, the uniqueness of this. Well, there's got to be more. The thing is, I agree with you, Joe. I totally concur because I think there was reluctance on, on the part of many exhibitors and attendees and even organizations to do virtual events prior to the pandemic. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I think IQ and energy was very forward thinking doing that um aihce has done has live streamed parts of their event for five years so they're the other one in the this similar space that has done some online streaming before i mean ashray's done a little bit but it's nobody's ever really taken it to this level prior to the pandemic that i've seen uh but i think what you're going to see post pandemic when the in-person events happen is people are going to start a, a section of the population the attend the attendee population of the of the industry industries uh, will be comfortable doing online events they'll like the convenience of it they'll they'll have the opportunity to send more employees like you know to fly somebody to an event pay for their hotel pay for their meals pay for their wages and pay for their registration is a big burden on a company Mm -hmm. Right. You're not going to send, you know, a, a small company is not going to send five people. They can't afford to. Uh, but the, you know, the principal of the company could go to the in-person event and have their attendees, you know, register for the online portion and still get CEUs and do all that. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I think we're, this is here to stay. And I think you, you could either argue that, oh, this is terrible as an exhibitor. I don't want to do this. You know, that's the same argument that people made with film cameras when digitals first came out 18 years ago. Oh, it's never going to replace film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yellow pages too. How many of you have yellow page ads right now? So let's uh, move to two other things. So we don't not, you talked about having the vendors up for a long time, but also the recorded and the live sessions, which will be recorded, will also be accessible. So that's one thing I found recently that I'm like, I really don't, we don't really have time. We could have gone to the conference and spent time there, but we find out when we're home, we're like, I really just can't sit here for three days. Um, so I can make a list of what I wanted to see and I'll come back to it next week or two weeks from now because these are recorded and I, I, have, I have a list on my desk. So it's like, okay, these are the ones I miss. I got to go back and find them because I paid for access. And um, how long will the recorded sessions be up for people who have uh, uh, registered? The CEUs I know are at least eligible through the fall of next year. So for Great. you to have your CEUs. Yeah, so the, the plan is to have it up until we host another event. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good that comes out of that. If you think about, you know, okay, so we're going to have, I don't know, 40 some program sessions, um, <clears throat> several of them pre-recorded and 20 some live on two streams going at the same time. There's no way you can possibly see it all in three days. And this is typical of any conference you go to. You miss half the event because you have to be sitting in one room or the other, right? Or more. I mean, multi-stream right. events, yeah. you miss, you know, usually three quarters or more of the event. Yeah. I, I mean, you go to the AIHCE and you miss, you know. Most of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're lucky if you see 10%. So, so I, you know, I'm not saying that people are going to sit there for 40 hours and watch everything, but the ability to cherry pick, you know, I mean, if, if, you, you want to see something live, there's something, there's two programs going on simultaneously all throughout the conference. Um, but if neither of those is interesting you, you know, you've blocked out the time for the conference, you pick up one of the pre-recorded sessions, you watch that during the hour when you would have been watching the live stream. Or if you're watching one of the live streams and the other live stream is something you also wanted to see, you know, you can come to it later later that day, later that week, next month, whatever. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of content that's going to be available in pretty much the same form um, going forward. So, you know, I think that's a big benefit compared to, you know, what you proceedings of some conference that are in a book right and, and it's and it's really good content and the one thing i really have to stress and you know eventually you guys are going to raise your prices based on me saying pounding this at you all the time <laughs> is you are well underpriced in the marketplace with this event you always have been i i was always astonished i mean this thing you know the the uh the retail still on it is what 299 right now yeah. or, i mean it's going back up to two i think it's going to 349 uh but still i mean come on under $400 for, an, you know, like 43 sessions, um, CEUs, online event. I mean, that's crazy. And, and networking where people, you know, that's the other thing. Let's, let's talk about the content. We talked about the sessions, but there's also going to be uh, a great opportunity for people to engage. So Steve, let's, uh, Joe just put up the slide. We're, we're, we're using Slack, the Slack app as our engagement tool for the entire event. So tell us a little bit about how will you, how Slack will be used for this event. This Wait, is before, you, before you chime in, see, so I want to show up what's on the screen because I don't leave it up very long. So this, these are, these are all the sessions on the left-hand side, right? And so I just clicked on one and you can see they've already uploaded some of their PDFs and guidance and, and information before the sessions even started. There's already a dialogue happening right now around some of these sessions, I can download the, their information. So this is way ahead of what anybody has actually attempted to do. So why don't you go ahead. And for those of you who are not familiar with Slack, you know, many, many of you probably haven't used Slack. Slack is a really cool app. Uh, and uh, what we've done for this event is actually created separate threads. Uh, they call it channels in Slack, but it's separate threads for each event. So, th- well, Steve, go with it. This is just really cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it. Right. So there are many facets to this. Um, as Bob was saying, each, each of the programs will have a Slack channel, um, a thread of dialogue, if you will. Um, that is going to be used for 
as you saw, additional information from the presenter. Um, so backup stuff, the whole presentation, whatever they want to put there. But during the um, during the the event um, and before and after, I mean, if you sign up now, you can start conversing uh, as soon as you get in. But uh, it's a space to hold all the questions, um, get answers from from the presenter or from others in the audience, um, as well as um, to, uh, well, it's, it's, if you're watching the program after the event, you can follow along with any questions that came up during the program. Um, you can see what supplemental information was added. Uh, we, you, you have the ability to put in pictures, video, whatever. Um, that, you know, maybe didn't make it to the cutting room floor for the, mm -hmm. for the program. Um, so there's a lot there for the presenters, for the attendees. Um, but beyond that, you know, it allows us as the conference committee to communicate with all the attendees um, because there are some channels on there that are just there for, you know, intercommunication. You know, we're coming up on a break. So everybody go visit the, uh, the vendors, things like that. But in addition, at the at the bottom of all the channels are um, you can find anybody else who is at the event. So you can search for a name. Let's say, you know, I wanted to know if uh, if Don Weeks was uh, was coming to this event, right? I can just search for Don, and I find him, and then I can start chatting with him through a direct message. I can do a video call with him through the Slack app. Um, there are a lot of ways to, to communicate. I can say, hey, let's go over and visit Erin's booth. She's got some cool information about mold, mold analysis. Um, they, it's, it's a way that you can find people that is often missing from live events. I, I find it difficult. Yeah, In-person events, you yeah. don't even have that type of engagement. You go to the You're registration right. table and say, you know, is this person here? And... <laughs> And they're like, I, I don't know. I don't see their, their name tag, but that doesn't mean they're here. But through Slack, you could actually find other people who are at the event um, and communicate. So this is, you know, this is our way to allow all those sidebar conversations. And those can go on. You know, you can talk to other people during while you're watching something, you know, and and uh, and say, you know, <laughs> Can you believe uh, that's not the way it works. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what's really neat, too, is that, you know, it. It, it's it's going to be our function for the Q&A for the live stream sessions. Right. And what's neat is it, it actually starts before the session. It runs through the session. So during the session, the, the presenters will, will actually funnel them questions from the Slack channel on their session. And then you can still ask them questions afterwards and you can engage with the presenters. And we're hoping to keep this dialogue going for, you know, up to a year, as long as these videos are up, actually, you know, having that, it, it's a thread that doesn't go away. If you were, at a normal uh, online event, as soon as the session ends, the Q and A is gone, the chat's gone, and you lost it unless you screen captured it. It's already it's gone. This is this is here for the duration of the event, which is huge. But it, I think you need to also mention that it's not just for attendee to attendee or attendee to presenter. It's also the exhibitors and sponsors have this have ability to use this and engaging with uh, attendees. Mm -hmm. Right. And thinking of like uh, when it was actually an in-person event, you know, waiting to talk to the presenter when you're trying to run to the next session or something like that. And there's like a line of people who just want to tell them their whole life story. You know, I, I, I just want to ask my question, get out. <laughs> Thankfully with Slack, I mean, it's, it's much more comfortable and you can talk to other people who are in the industry and interested in this topic and be like, hey, okay, what did you think about what they said about this? Or, you know, I just had this quick question or here's my whole life story, you know, you can post it in that session and start a conversation and make it, it's much more comfortable, I would say. Well, on that point, Aaron, I can, as a presenter, I can see what I uh, actually forgot to include there, or I can see people's feedback, like right now live, we don't have to wait to the end for, you know, I, I have three minutes for questions and it gets kind of distracted because again, somebody has to explain why they're asking the question, but during the session, I, I as I present, I look over and see some of these comments and uh, it's very enlightening as to how you're doing and what kind of stuff you need to add. And you can add it right then and there uh, as opposed to waiting to the end to try to go back to it. So I, I find it to be a great way of reading everybody's mind. If everybody had ability to show what they were thinking while I was presenting live, that'd be awesome. Uh, and this does that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's a big, big 
problem, you know, not a problem, but a big limitation that I find as a presenter. Um, you know, I, I, Joe, I think you're similar too. You know, when we present, we fe we feed off the audience. We're those type of presenters. I mean, I would classify myself as more of an entertainer than a technical presenter. But the reality is, for me, it's like really paramount to get feedback. Or otherwise, if I'm just speaking to a camera and getting no feedback, you know, you don't, you can't hear the drum rolls and the laughs. You know, it's like it's, it, but or the silence, or the silence. Yeah, you know, the shunning. You just feel like you're being shunned the entire time. Um, usually, I have to say something inappropriate to get shunned. But the, the point is, is that for the online presenters, you know, again, having a live channel, not just a Q&A, but a live channel is actually good. You can feel the pulse of the audience and you'll be able to polling questions can be fired off in there. So the in real time, presenters can utilize polling capabilities to ask questions going, how many of you think this, you know, and boom, you know, like in a few seconds, you'll have a response from the attendee or the attendees, which is huge because because that's the one component when you're presenting one directional, you know, that's you know, webinars suck. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't stand those things. You know, like but, this is, but, we're taking it a level beyond that. But, but look at, okay. So there's the before and the during, but after, all right. So this takes, you know, the standard webinar up several notches because now you are after the fact, you know, you, the week after you say, okay, I'm going to watch this. You watch a presentation, you look through the questions and you say, he didn't hit this. I want to ask this question, right? That Slack channel is still open. You can put that, that question in there. I don't, I don't pretend to think that all the presenters are going to be watching Slack all the time, but we at the council will be watching this um, even after the event and we'll be pulling out those questions, forwarding them on to the, to the speakers and having them respond back either to us or through Slack. It'd be easier if they just did it in Slack. But we'll get those answers um, even, you know, after the fact. So it's it's not like a dry webinar where, you know, oh, I'm going to sit there and watch this thing and I can't get any questions answered because it already happened. It's just a recording. Right. You know, now it's it's a living thing going on, you know. And that's true for the pre-recorded sessions, too, which is unique. Right. right? Because there are there's going to be, I think, 20 approximately 20 pre-recorded sessions it might even be more depending um you know there's there's still some coming in right i think we have at least 20. so again there, there's that ability to engage on pre-recorded or like as you mentioned after the fact which is very unique to this event i mean i've, mm -hmm. I've never seen this done before at least in this industry i'm, I'm sure somebody's done it somewhere but yep. in, in the iaq you know energy space uh, this has never been done <laughs> well we're in a new world bob <laughs> it's yeah well yeah <laughs> we're trying to take advantage of it. I mean, that was one of the things, you know, we realized pretty early on, we started having these meetings and we said, okay, well, this is going to be different. And immediately people started saying, wait a minute, this can be better. Um, we don't have to think about, you know, somebody like Richard Corsi, who kept telling us that he didn't want to come to Maine because it was too cold, Right. <laughs> You want to travel in the fall, Texas, yeah. I mean, it's not the right? warmest place, I, I gotta admit. Now we say, Hey, Rich, you know, we're doing this conference, but all you got to do is, you know, turn on your computer, <laughs> you don't have to come to Maine. Well, we have an, you know, we have an international one, uh, keynote right from Jasper. I mean, he's he's coming in from uh, he's in Denmark, Netherlands. right? Netherlands, sorry, yeah, you know, so that's that's a live presentation. Uh, Rick Fadrizi, the CEO of Well, uh, International Well Building uh, Institute. You know, mm -hmm. keynoting a small event wouldn't have Rick Fadrizi normally. Yeah. You know, so, so we expanded our, our reach to, you know, really looking at who are the global people we want to get. We're getting, uh, you know, Delphine farmer from, uh, from out West talking about, you know, yeah, university of Colorado. We're yeah. getting Don weeks from Ottawa. You know, he's, he's been to our conference before in person because Ottawa isn't that far from Maine, but you know, this time he doesn't have to travel. Even Joe, you know, you don't, yeah, he's in Colorado. Yeah. Well, and you get some characters like uh, Mike McGinnis. That's yeah. there, there are some people that, you know, they're entertaining, whether they're uh, live or on a zoom call, it's, you know, there's some fun personalities that'll be there. Yeah. Now you mentioned the zoom call, Joe, which I think is a big point too. Um, and Aaron, I'll let you, uh, speak to this uh, we're, we're going to be doing on those over those three days um 
breakout sessions, right? Technical table talks midday, um, which is cool. That And those will be Zoom meetings. So that's an opportunity for attendees to literally come into a Zoom meeting with technical people and actually have conversations. It'll be moderated discussion, but there'll be uh, three sessions per day, right? Three breakout sessions um, on a variety of technical topics. So that's, that's an opportunity, again, for real-time engagement. People will see each other. People can speak to each other. Kind of a free-for-all, but it... it, it I, I believe it will be very successful. So, Aaron, you, that was I, some of that was your idea, if I remember correctly, right? It was at least thinking of um, from another conference I went to. There, there was they had some table talks, but I think it was more important of, of this debate that they were having that ended up turning into a table talk without them even realizing it, where everyone had a different opinion on um, it was specifically fungicides. You know, how could we make this? Um, <laughs> should we even use this? And what is better? And, you know, in this situation, how would you do this? And we really wanted to apply that type of conversation back and forth in a comfortable setting throughout the conference, because, you know, we have the typing in Slack and video calls in Slack, and you can see your virtual vendor and decide if you want to click into their Zoom room and to their booth um, space. But I really think these table talks will be another comfortable setting where you can just virtually sit in a room like this um, and listen or speak up and say, no, I don't agree. Um, and it's more fun that way. And we will be recording those too. So again, you know, there's, there's three concurrent ones. You can, you know, I guess you could bounce in and out and, you know, make your presence known in all three each day, but at, you, you also have the opportunity to watch recordings of them after the fact, which is important. Mm -hmm. My uh, findings have, uh, I believe, that people are a little uh, more brave or their guard goes down when they're like this versus sitting live uh, in front of some of these people that can sometimes feel intimidating or, you know, they're, they're, they're the experts and suddenly there's something about Zoom or the ability to be like, you know, I want to ask you this question and this kind of feels like a safe environment for a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people that are, you know, doing these type those types of chats and suddenly they're much more engaging than um, they may be actually at a live session. So I think that it can bring out more opportunities for people to have connected with people they really may not have gone over and uh, chatted with or want to be a part of. So it's an equalizer, I think, Joe. I mean, you, you've mentioned this before um, because we've been obviously doing live streaming stuff a lot for the last six months and um, and at events and we've co-presented at events. Um, yeah, it's like it is intimidating. And I think those of us who are all presenters in the industry, you know, and travel around the U.S. typically at events, we're very comfortable with walking up to people at the bar after the thing and having the conversation. But if you're a newbie in the industry and you don't know, you know, all of us who were purported, whatever, you know, whatever we are, I don't know, you know, the, the poobahs of the industry, um, it, it is intimidating to walk up to somebody, you know, at a bar, especially if it's a group of 20 people, you feel uncomfortable. But here, you know, not so much. We're, we're, we're all equal. I'll have the same amount of box space. Right. Nobody is standing on a stage looking down at you answering questions behind a podium. Right. You know, we're all the same size. <laughs> well, Joe always has his head bigger because he's always close to yeah. his camera. Oh, but, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, we can compete on seeing who has the bigger head up close. But, well, Bob, you won. You won. It's, it's, I do it's not the size. Head. It's actually it's the ego that's behind it. So. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Uh, but you're, you're a shining Remember? light, Pro Joe. Provocateur, right? Yeah. Okay. That's my glare on my head. I know. I was going there. I'm such a such a. I, nasty I beat you person. to it. Yeah. You know, the best thing you do is beat beat somebody to that's that. That's really insult. the best way to disarm right. somebody. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Shoot yourself with their gun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, Joe, I'm going to let you take the next question because I've totally lost my train of thought. Um. So. Um. What all? What will you be doing during the event, uh, Steve and Aaron? What's What's your role? Because um, I know you, uh, Steve. You talked about a bunch of stuff. Oh, and by the way, I'll give you guys some feedback real quick. So I went to look somebody up on um, Slack, and I found them, but I couldn't. It didn't connect me with their sessions. So if there's a way to do that, I highly encourage you to come back to when I look somebody up. I want to see what they're doing um, as part of the the role there. So that was something I thought would be there. So maybe that's you can still add, but right now that's not part of the when you click onto their picture of their icon, uh, when people make their account, they'll be able to set their profile to say what their job title is or title is in the event, kind of whatever they want to put in there. Um, so like, say, if you look at me or Steve, when you click on our icon, um, it'll say uh, committee, committee member, 
um, for the council or well, board actually, member. Yours says IAQ lab manager and MIAQC board member. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can at least look that way to see what person's role is. Yeah, I looked up Steve and Steve, you have sessions and I didn't see your sessions. So that's what I was right. I don't think I put that in there. So that's a good that's a good catch. Yeah, so that, that is a good tip. And again, this is, you know, this I'm going to say that this is version I'm, version 2.0 is what this yeah. is of a hybrid event, right? This is yeah. this, this is or an online event. It, it, we're we're not at the final incarnation, so you know we're utilizing some new tools. Uh, you know, and, and there's some there's a learning curve here. So we're, we're actually feedback is good. You know, and, and hearing from people and how we can, you know, make these things even a little better. And we can, you know, this is a, a dynamic thing. We can make make adjustments. One one of the things that'll be interesting is to get the attendees to actually embrace and you know create their their uh, Slack account. And we're going to encourage that, obviously, uh, but we can't force you. You know, you're going to have to do it. <laughs> it's you know, don't don't fight don't fight the future in technology. Embrace it <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to happen anyway. I I don't have, I usually would have a dinosaur slide here now with a like a skeleton of a T Rex, but it's the truth. It's like you can sit there and go, I don't like this. I don't like this online stuff. I don't want to do this. Well, guess what? Th this is going to be the world. The world is doing this. So you either embrace it or, you know, you're with the, the wooden wheel uh, cart, you know, with the mule pulling stuff, trying to sell your goods at the market. Yeah, this is the stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so I, I'm, it is exciting though, and, I, and again, and simultaneously scary because we're all involved in this event coming up, uh, you know, and, and knowing that, boy, that time went fast. Is, yeah. Right, you know, we still have we still have some loose ends, no yeah. doubt. Um, but but, I, but we're we're leaving behind Joe's ultimate question. You know, once he once he asked the secondary question, I started going into my profile and starting to change it. But <laughs> you know, I got to stay here. So um, what what am I doing at the conference? Um, so I'm on on the organizing committee, which means I have a lot of hats to wear. Um, one of the things, I mean, I got to be a presenter, but, you know, I'll be manning a booth uh, as an exhibitor. Um, during uh, some of the sessions, I'll be sort of, what do we call it, backstage, Bob, uh, moderating the, um, um, the, the Yeah, mo channel. I mean, I guess moderating, because Joe and I are serving the host role. Right. So we'll, we'll be like the on-camera moderators, but they're, yeah, there'll be back moderators for, uh, actually watching the slack channel right and, and, right and, and so we have um we have what about a dozen board members aaron um about half of whom are you know uh members of the organizing committee for this um and we all have different expertise so what we will plan to do is uh sit in as moderator on sessions where we have some expertise so that we can be behind the scenes answering simple questions um you know acronyms that come up you know, what is, what is NABCA, right? If the presenter doesn't say that, we can say, you know, National Air Duct Cleaners Association, whatever. Um, looking that up online, trying to get rid of that, you know, the low level stuff, and then promoting the questions that need to go up to, um, to the presenter themselves to answer, you know, heavy technical questions. We're gonna funnel them through Joe or Bob um, and um, get them, you know, actually push to the presenter real time, right? Uh, that's the plan. You yes. and Christy were going over that. The, the yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's still, admittedly, we're there's a lot of moving parts here. Yep. And uh, and and you you know what's what's interesting is there's no platform available that we've found that can do all the things we needed it to do. Yeah. So so this is a high a hybrid event in the most simplest of senses is that we're using a lot of different technologies, a lot of different platforms, a lot of different websites, and we're putting it all together into this like super robust uh, conglomerate aggregated. Yeah. Uh, it's an aggregate. I mean, I, I'm talking from the technology standpoint, this is an aggregated event, what we're doing here. Um, yeah. We're, we're giving you some really robust inner engagement and interaction tools by putting a lot of tools together. Yeah. But on our end, what we found um, we did a whole series of online webinars uh, early on, um, you know, the April, May, June timeframe. And one of the things that was really beneficial was to have somebody or multiple people behind the scenes watching the chat and basically, mm -hmm. you know, 
taking care of simple questions. You know, I, I did this for um, when Bill Turner was doing a, a presentation. I worked with Bill for 20 years. So when he does a presentation, I know what he's talking about most of the time. So questions would come in and I'd just answer them behind the scenes. He never knew, right? It, he can look at the chat afterwards, but you know, there's somebody looking at all that stuff real time, making sure that it, it gets an answer, whether it's now or whether we, you know, put it up on the screen and have the presenter deal with it or Bob cuts in and says, hey, a uh, question came in that, that is really interesting. You know. and, and we're and the will we're giving the presenters the latitude of doing it that way. We're not doing this cookie cutter where everybody has to do it the same way. You have seven minutes for questions. It's like really, it's it's it, the presenters can do the flow in their presentation the way they prefer, which yeah. which I think is more like real conferences. Mm -hmm. You know, so we'll let them decide whether they take all their questions at the end or take them in real time. But but we found that um, with this online format it really helps to personalize it if you can have some real-time interaction um, just if it's somebody asks a question typing it in and you just respond that's a really good question we'll see if we can get that answered you know it's somebody is paying attention to you uh, it's really active moderation it's not just sitting yeah. there saying you have five minutes left yeah, and that um, usually doesn't have, you're right. That you, even our show, you know, we have a Q and A on the side, but honestly, you know, we get, if the questions are there, we get to them, but nobody's getting feedback in real time while we're doing the live broadcast going, Hey. <laughs> yeah. We're on like 20 different places. So it's kind of difficult. Yeah. So. We're all over Facebook. And <laughs> Wait, so I just want to clarify that will all the sessions have a moderator trying to assist with that, Steve? Yes, because I mean, we're only going to have two sessions live going on at once. So all those live sessions, we will have somebody who has at least some knowledge of the topic um, and hopefully interest because they're going to be sitting there watching it with you. Um, but um, somebody who, who has a reasonable amount of knowledge in the background, taking care of, you know, kind of handholding through questions and things. Yeah, I mean, Bob knows we've talked about virtual stuff. And that's one of the first things I promote every time is to have somebody there moderating that. And also to let, not let people like go off on weird tangents that kind of dominate the chat. Like, you know, Chris, how you been? How your kids doing? I'm like, right. you know, other people chimed in and be like, you know, that's not the place for this people. This is about the session. Pay attention. But there so. is a channel for that. That's the point, right? There is, yeah, there is, there is a is. general right. channel yeah. on the Slack right. thing where people can just kind of BS and just talk to each other or no or talk to them directly like you know steve yeah. you know haven't been talking a while you, you go direct to that and not you know b uh, bombard the whole group with that so exactly yeah. Yeah. One, um, it, one, um, one i mean on some of these um webinars that we've been doing recently we we would have we would actually have three people in the background one of them was handling technical issues you know one was one was watching you know one set of chat and one was watching another set of chat um that was going on and, and uh, it, you know, it can be a responsibility to, we, we had some of these webinars, we had a couple of hundred people on there and we were just fielding questions all over the place. But um, having somebody other than the speaker <laughs> sit back and organize all that and then go through them, you know, even if you're taking questions at the end, just go through them one after another and get them all answered. Um, and in this case, you know, if they don't get answered, we have them down, we will forward them to the speakers and we'll get an answer. Right. Yeah. As well as links and other stuff that come up. So, yep. Okay. So Aaron, you're up. So we are at our stage at the end where I ask a few people their final questions. So what are, is there a session that you're really excited about or a group or something that you're going to be like, wow, th this year I'm really excited about. Um, it could be a person, a session or something you guys are doing with a, you know, one of your community groups or something. So. I would say I'm pretty biased and I really like mold. <laughs> um, really biased, so just ask Steve, I'm super biased. Anything about mold I'm super into. Um, I, I'm very much interested in, like I was talking about before, that there was a debate that I saw that was really passionate about um, fungicides. And I actually reached out to the person who was moderating that panel debate and asked them if they would be willing to do it for our event, and they were. 
And I'm really excited to see somebody debate pro and against the use of fungicides and remediation for molds. And it's just a fun, fun topic with fun presenters. And I'm just excited for the interaction that's going to happen with that. So, and you can use the name. It's Ian Call. You know, Ian Call's yeah. going to be hosting that panel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, I think they had something like that at IAQ uh, last year, some similar. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. similar. Yeah. Right. And that was a good debate. Um, yeah, I have an opinion, but I'll, I'll reserve it. So, Steve, yeah. what are you excited for? Well, I mentioned his name before. Um, I saw Richard I saw Richard Corsi in 2011, I think, at the ASHRAE IAQ seminar in Vancouver. And I thought he was doing wonderful stuff at University of Texas. Now he's at Oregon State, um, but I've been trying to get him to come to our conference, literally for nine years, and uh, and now, you know, we we asked him to talk about a topic that uh, you know now I see what he's doing uh, related to ventilation and COVID, and I'm just you know excited for him to be there um, as you know as one of our presenters. But there there's a whole host of other people that that I'm really looking forward to. That's probably the big one, though. How about you, Bob? I'm excited for the whole thing. I mean, you know, again, Wayne, come on, no, no, no. Okay, you know, honestly, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to do the COVID panel. You know, we're we're doing that similar to the Healthy Indoor show. It'll be it'll be handled that way. Um, I, I, you know, I, I enjoy the opportunity to be in there as one of the hosts and actually being able to engage and ask questions and kind of, you know be part be part of the overall event so it's it's not really one particular presentation i'll be honest with you joe i i there's there's at least a dozen topics that i'm super interested in, in this conference and but i like mold too aaron i'm not, not gonna lie <laughs> can't help it it's too good it's you know and i like i like being sarcastic about mold you like to be more technical about it i like to make fun of all the stupid things that stupid people do with it i do in my head i just don't say it out loud you know and or the stupid claims that manufacturers some manufacturers make hey, and some practitioners make you know my trigger was when somebody says the black mold you, oh, you toxic deadly toxic black mold makes me want to I, I just as quick aside i actually at a conference somebody said that and i said if you actually do that in your marketing i think you should go to the hudson river because this was down in the hudson valley get on a bridge and jump in seriously if you're going to do that in your marketing and i said then eh, i probably should drink less coffee before i present well all of you i don't think you should use the word mo it's a moisture issue you have a moisture issue you have a moisture problem let's help you with your moisture problem because you right. can talk to a lot of people about your moisture problem but not necessarily about mold so that's my two cents so how, yeah, well, oh. is that all you have joe because how about nope. you i want to redirect uh, yeah, the question yeah right yeah yeah good thanks for that. so no i'm i'm excited there's and I, I presented similar stuff in the past about the sessions about materials and chemicals and uh, which does lead into ventilation and better material selection. So we have several people, including, um, you know, Dr. Corsi doing some of those things about that. So um, those things that I'm actually into is the, you know, where are we going to go with the next level of, you know, the things that we're exposed to? We, we can talk about zero net stuff, but let's talk about what's in that home at zero net. So that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. And, and Bob, with all the work it took to get Rick for Jersey to come, you know, isn't that, exciting a little it, bit no i'm very excited that rick's going to be there um because i i had i've had the opportunity to see him present numerous times over the years um and, and you know th this is the ironic part you know same, same thing uh rick lives in syracuse still you know uh, we actually used to live only two streets apart uh -huh. uh, i won't say where you know been in a, in a suburb of syracuse so you know so it was like ah oh, you know i really would just love to get him at one of these events and you know lo and behold uh through the virtue of uh, the, the the abilities of online you know, he's going to be here. So that, that that's, that'll be exciting. He's a very, very good presenter. It'll be excellent. Looking forward to a session. So is Jasper, by the way, yeah. uh, you know, I, you know, I've also, you know, saw him present in keynote before and uh, he'll be talking about energy sprung, which is a really neat uh, concept for doing net zero retrofits. It's amazing and it's happening. So with that, I guess we're at that time, right? You know, we're, we we're are. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Joe, tell us about Hayward Score while you're here. Let's 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 promote. So Hayward Score is a free online tool that anybody can go and do an assessment about your house. And uh, HaywardScore.com is the resource there. And there are amazing um, uh, things we have as resources directly to help you with your home or improve your home, uh, make your environment healthier for you and your family. So again, uh, HaywardScore.com. 
Uh, it's a free assessment that helps you determine if your home is impacting your health or actually keeping you healthy where you live. So there you go. And I'll do my shameless plug for uh, Healthy Indoors. Um, so uh, here you are watching the Healthy Indoors show now, which is a weekly broadcast or mostly a weekly broadcast, not always every week, uh, but we're, we are an online uh, free uh, resource. So healthyindoors.com is our repository slash mothership. Uh, you can get access to Healthy Indoors Magazine, which we've been publishing since 2013. It is a free monthly digital. Now we have a USA edition. We're branded at that. Soon to be releasing our quarterly global edition as well. Uh, stay tuned for that. Healthy Indoors show, all of our all of our back recordings are there. It's uh, absolutely available. You can, uh, you can watch it live. And we have a podcast. If you can't bear to look at the gleam off of Joe's head, you certainly can listen to his golden voice. I Funny. Funny. I know. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, and of course, you know, the, the reason we, the topic of the show, right? The IAQ and Energy 2020 event coming up in a few weeks, uh, coming up very quickly. Actually, Joe, can you pull, go, go to the IAQ and Energy site and pull up the ticker if you can get to that page? I don't know oh, I'm looking at it. Or right, actually, you can, yeah, you'd have to hit the registration page because that's where the countdown ticker is. Never mind. That's okay. Um, it's there. It's there's a clock going. So this event again, twenty uh, seventh, twenty eighth, and 29th of October. Um, it's running all three days. You can you can see twenty three live stream sessions, an additional twenty plus recorded sessions. You can get earn CEUs uh, for your various uh, certifications and licenses. I mean, it's just got all kinds of great stuff, and that's you can get to all of that at that URL at the top, iaqandenergy.com. You can register there. Remember, uh, no travel required. Everything gets delivered right to your uh, computer or mobile device. Uh, you get full access for a year. Um, and it's crazy inexpensive, guys. Stop crazy telling me inexpensive. that. How can you? <laughs> but it's the truth. You're, you're, the, you're the best priced event in the industry globally. Lots of volunteer effort, let me tell you. You know, I mean, <laughs> and it's, you know, if you're if you're an exhibitor sitting on the fence thinking you might want to exhibit, it's also a fairly inexpensive place to exhibit. <laughs> you know, it's funny how that pricing carries on to the exhibit and sponsorship fees, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great opportunity. I And I, I'm saying that not because I'm part of it, because I became part of it because I looked at it from the outside and was amazed. You know, that's that's how I got involved. Just because yeah. I'm kudos to you guys for what you've been doing. It's just a fantastic event. Uh, sorry that uh, the executive director of the Maine Indoor Air Quality Council, Christy Crocker, was unable to attend today. I uh, would love to have her golden face here and be able to pick on her too. Uh, but you'll have plenty of opportunity for that uh, in about 11 plus days. Stop. <laughs> is there, We're wait, all good. We're all good. Look, follow up. Is, is it cheaper to register now or if somebody waited another week, would, does the price go up? No. We no, already okay. had our early bird special rate. Okay. The, pr the price, there's two different tiers still. There's, if you're a, a member of the Maine Indoor Air Quality Council, you do get a discount still. Um, and there's some organizations still have coupons for discounts, you know, depending on if you're a member of X, Y, or Z, you know, so, but yeah, the, but the usually, pricing, even the full retail price is still crazy cheap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually people will use the time of the council for when they sign up for their membership for the council. So usually, I mean, they, they get their discount on the conference, but then they get all of these webinars free or for a discounted price going on throughout the rest of the year. Usually, now's the time to sign up because you get the conference plus everything that we're going to continue to do for the rest of the year. Yeah, so it's you, you should if you if you haven't done it, you should do it. Uh, don't miss out on this event because it really is uh, it's quite something. You know, it's it's worth your time. Um, so uh, again. IAQ and Energy 2020 coming up October 27th through 29th. Um, IAQenergy.com will get you there. Um, for uh, we, we won't be on next week, by the way. So the next two weeks, the Healthy Indoors show is off as well. Uh, we're we're going to be totally immersed in uh, the production of the, of the IAQ and Energy event. Um, so it, you know, if you want to see Joe and I, you're going to have to come to IAQ and Energy for the next you know next two weeks. That's the only place you're going to see us. Um, so with that, you will be entertained. You well, at least we think you will. If you if you oh. come to my sessions, come to my there sessions. You, you don't want to hear me talk about mold. I'm moderating. No, the ones I'm, I'm moderating. The host of your yeah. session. I'm yeah, the host of your session. I'm, if I'm moderating, you will be entertained. How about that? 
I, I think okay. I'm doing errands. I don't even know. Anyway, so listen, uh, Aaron, uh, Steve, thank you so very much for joining us today. Um, looking forward. Well, we'll be seeing a lot more of each other over the next two weeks uh, leading up to this. So um, for the uh, Healthy Indoors show and uh, Healthy Indoors uh, magazine, I'm Bob Krell. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. But, uh, but oh, a quick wrap up. Just want to mention this. Um, we do have uh, coming up on the, and I don't have the date in front of me. It's so embarrassing. Uh, the week of November. Uh, after November 3rd, uh, we've got a two-week series coming in talking about the prospects and looking forward on the IAQ industry after the upcoming elections and what, what's going to be happening. And uh, it, no matter, you know, Will it be political? It's, it's going to be inevitably somewhat political, but we really want to talk about what the, you know, what the future holds for us after that in, in light of uh, what's going on. And there's going to be some uh, changes. So that will be exciting. So uh, let's see. Third, November 5th and 12th. Yeah. 5th and 12th. Yes. Yes. Next, November, thank you, Joe. November 5th and 12th, uh, really kind of special editions of the Healthy Indoor Show. So definitely come back for that too after you attend the IQ and Energy event. So with that, thank you so very much. And we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Bob.